103.7 and 107.1 FM are Radio Free Nashville, WRFN LP, Pasco, Tennessee.
from one of the uh, best and most influential prog rock albums ever, King Crimson, The Court of the Crimson King here on Cosmosis, and uh, Robert Fripp of King Crimson becoming quite the YouTube star, <laughs> starring in the videos with his wife, Toya Wilcox, I believe her name is, all kinds of covers of different songs, and uh, so check him out on YouTube if you're into that. I... I, I the first few were amusing. After that, I had kind of checked out. But uh, yeah, King Crimson, the Court of the uh, Crimson King, kicking off this uh, edition of Cosmosis here on Radio Free Nashville. Right now, Genesis here on Cosmosis. <laughs>
The band is Genesis, the album Selling England by the Pound from 1973, and right now music from Neil Young and Crazy Horse.
From the 1969 album, Everybody Knows This Is Nowhere, Neil Young and Crazy Horse, Down by the River. <laughs> this is Cosmosis here on Radio Free Nashville. We started out the show today with a couple prog rock tunes, and uh, let's get back to prog rock with Yes, Heart of the Sunrise, here on Cosmosis on Radio Free Nashville. <laughs> Love comes to you 
A song with shifting time signatures. You music nerds will know what I mean. Yes, from the 1971 album Fragile, Heart of the Sunrise here on Cosmosis on Radio Free Nashville. Going to close out this hour of the show with Jimi Hendrix and the Jimi Hendrix Experience. And the song is called 1983, A Merman I Should Turn to Be here on Cosmosis on Radio Free Nashville.
Salute the last moment everyone dreamed of. Our machine has done its work, played its part well. Without a scratch on a box, can we bid it farewell? Starfish and giant flumes greet us with a smile. Before our heads go under, we take a last look at killing
depends on teachers. Every day, teachers are shaping our tomorrows, 
starting their students on journeys that will change the course of history. Right now, in a classroom somewhere in the United States, there's a teacher inspiring a future scientist who will make preventing pandemics their life's work, sharpening the mind of an aspiring environmentalist who will help combat climate change, and generating possibilities for a student who will be the first in their family to graduate college. It all starts with teachers who meet challenges with creativity, who reinvent education for the future, who work towards a school system that lifts up every child, regardless of race, income, or zip code, and who enable the full potential of our students, our communities, and our country. Explore a career that leaves a legacy you can be proud of. Shape the future. Teach. Learn more and receive free support at teach.org. The United States has the highest rate of incarceration in the world. At the Equal Justice Initiative, we believe mass incarceration has to end, that we have to create a system that's fair, reliable, and just. There are thousands of innocent people in our jails and prisons. It's time for change. We still live in a country where there is this presumption of dangerousness and guilt that gets assigned to black and brown people. It created laws that legally segregated black people, marginalized them, deprived them of basic opportunities. We're not free in this country. We're burdened by a long history of slavery. We developed a narrative that black people aren't as good as white people. We have to confront our history of racial injustice and commit to a new era of truth. There's something better waiting for us. There's something that feels more like equality, something that feels more like freedom. Truth can inspire change. Please learn more at EJI.org. Hi, I'm Uzo Aduba, and right now, medical information is not regularly being shared within the research community, but you can help change that. Patients can help accelerate research by sharing their information and unique experience. Everyone's experience with cancer matters, including my own. If you're a cancer patient in the U.S. and its territories or Canada, you may be able to play a part in accelerating cancer research and uncovering new breakthroughs simply by sharing your patient data with researchers around the world. My unique experience can make the difference of life and death to some of the people in my community. It is in our stories and data that the answers can be found. Join Stand Up to Cancer, Count Me In, and thousands of patients like Maeve, Bridget, and Joel in this movement. For our family. For our friends. For us all. The information is out there. Together we can unlock it. Join in at standuptocancer.org slash countmein. WRFN Pasco, Tennessee. This song is called Alice's Restaurant. It's about Alice and the restaurant. But Alice's Restaurant is not the name of the restaurant. That's just the name of the song. And that's why I call the song Alice's Restaurant. You can get anything you want at Alice's Restaurant. You can get anything you want 
at Alice's restaurant. Walk right in, it's around the back, just a half a mile from the railroad track. And you can get anything you want at Alice's restaurant. Now it all started two Thanksgivings ago, it was on two years ago on Thanksgiving when my friend and I went up to visit Alice at the restaurant, but Alice doesn't live in the restaurant, she lives in the church nearby the restaurant in the bell tower with her husband Ray and Fotch is a dog, and living in the bell tower like that, they got a lot of room downstairs where the pews used to be, and Having all that room, seeing as how they took out all the pews, they decided that they didn't have to take out their garbage for a long time. We got up there, we found all the garbage in there, and we decided it'd be a friendly gesture for us to take the garbage down to the city dump. So we took the half a ton of garbage, put it in the back of a red VW microbus, took shovels and rakes and implements of destruction, and headed on toward the city dump. Well, we got there and there's a big sign and a chain across the dump saying closed on Thanksgiving and we had never heard of a dump closed on Thanksgiving before and with tears in our eyes we drove off into the sunset looking for another place to put the garbage. We didn't find one. Till we came to a side road and off the side of the side road was another 15 foot cliff and at the bottom of the cliff was another pile of garbage and we decided that one big pile's better than two little piles, and rather than bring that one up, we decided to throw ours down. That's what we did. Drove back to the church, had a Thanksgiving dinner that couldn't be beat, went to sleep and didn't get up until the next morning when we got a phone call from Officer Obi. Said, kid, we found your name on an envelope at the bottom of a half a ton of garbage, and wanted to know if you had any information about it. And I said, yes, sir, Officer Obey, cannot tell a lie. I put that envelope under that garbage. <laughs> After speaking to Obey for about 45 minutes on the telephone, we finally arrived at the truth of the matter and said that we had to go down and pick up the garbage and also had to go down and speak to him at the police officer station. So we got in the red VW microbus with the shovels and rakes and implements of destruction headed on toward the police officer station. Now friends, there was only one or two things that Obi could have done at the police station and the first was that he could have given us a medal for being so brave and honest on the telephone, which wasn't very likely and we didn't expect it. Another thing was that he could have bawled us out and told us never to be seen driving garbage around the vicinity again, which is what we expected. But when we got to the police officer station, there was a third possibility that we hadn't even counted upon, and we was both immediately arrested, handcuffed. And I said, Obi, I don't think I can pick up the garbage with these handcuffs on. He said, shut up, kid. Get in the back of the patrol car, and that's what we did. Sat in the back of the patrol car and drove to the, quote, scene of the crime, unquote. I want to tell you about the town of Stockbridge, Massachusetts, where this happened here. They got three stop signs, two police officers, and one police car. But when we got to the scene of the crime, there was five police officers and three police cars being the biggest crime of the last 50 years, and everybody wanted to get in the newspaper story about it. And they was using up all kinds of cop equipment that they had hanging around the police officer station. 
They was taking plastic tire track footprints, dog smelling prints, and they took 27 8 by 10 color glossy photographs with circles and arrows and a paragraph on the back of each one explaining what each one was to be used as evidence against us. Took pictures of the approach, the getaway, the northwest corner, the southwest corner, and that's not to mention the aerial photography. After the ordeal, we went back to the jail. Obi said he was gonna put us in the cell. Said, kid, I'm gonna put you in the cell. I want your wallet and your belt. And I said, Obi, I can understand you wanting my wallet so I don't have any money to spend in the cell, but what do you want my belt for? And it said, kid, we don't want any hangings. Said, Obi, did you think I was gonna hang myself for littering? Obi said he was making sure, and friends Obi was, cause he took out the toilet seat so I couldn't hit myself over the head and drown. And he took out the toilet paper so I couldn't bend the bars, roll out the roll of the toilet paper out the window, slide down the roll and have an escape. Obi was making sure, and it was about four or five hours later that Alice, remember Alice? It's a song about Alice. Alice came by and with a few nasty words to Obi on the side, bailed us out of jail, we went back to the church, had another Thanksgiving dinner that couldn't be beat and didn't get up until the next morning when we all had to go to court. We walked in, sat down, Obi came in with a 27 8 by 10 colored glossy pictures with the circles and arrows and a paragraph on the back each one, sat down. Man came in, said, all rise. We all stood up, and Obi stood up with the 27, 8 by 10 colored glossy pictures. And the judge walked in, sat down with the CNI dog, and he sat down. We sat down. Obi looked at the CNI dog. And then the 27, 8 by 10 colored glossy pictures with the circles and arrows and a paragraph on the back of each one, and looked at the CNI dog. And then the 27, 8 by 10 colored glossy pictures with the circles and arrows and a paragraph on the back of each one and began to cry cause Obi came to the realization that it was a typical case of American blind justice and there wasn't nothing he could do about it. And the judge wasn't gonna look at the 27, 8 by 10 colored glossy pictures with the circles and arrows and a paragraph on the back of each one explaining what each one was to be used as evidence against us. And we was fined $50 and had to pick up the garbage in the snow, but that's not what I came to tell you about. Came to talk about the draft. Got a building down New York City, it's called Whitehall Street, where you walk in and you get injected, inspected, detected, infected, neglected, and selected. I went down to get my physical examination one day and I walked in and sat down. Got good and drunk the night before, so I looked and felt my best when I went in that morning. Cause I wanted to look like the all-American kid from New York City. Man, I wanted, I wanted to feel like the I wanted to be the all-American kid from New York. And I walked in, sat down, I was hung down, brung down, hung up and all kinds of mean, nasty, ugly things. And I walked in, I sat down, they gave me a piece of paper, said, kid, see the psychiatrist, room 604. And I went up there, I said, shrink, I want to kill. I mean, I want, I want to kill, kill. I want, I want to see, I want to see blood and gore and guts and veins in my teeth. 
eat dead, burnt bodies. I mean, kill. 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 And I started jumping up and down, yelling, kill. Kill. And it started jumping up and down with me, and we was both jumping up and down, yelling, kill. Kill. And the sergeant came over, came to middle on the sent me down the hall, said, you're our boy. And you feel too good about it. Proceeded on down the hall, getting more injections, inspections, detections, neglections, and all kinds of stuff that they was doing to me at the thing there. And I was there for two hours, three hours, four hours. I was there for a long time, going through all kinds of mean, nasty, ugly things, and I was just having a tough time there. And they was inspecting, injecting every single part of me, and they was leaving no part untouched. Proceeded through, and I when I finally came to see the very last man I walked in, walked in, sat down after a whole big thing there And I walked up and said, what do you want? He said, kid, we only got one question Have you ever been arrested? And I proceeded to tell him the story of Alice's Restaurant Massacre With full orchestration and five-part harmony and stuff like that And then all the phenomena stopped me right there and said, kid, did you ever go to court? I proceeded to tell them the story of the 27 8 by 10 colored glossy pictures with the circles and arrows and a paragraph on the back of each one that stopped me right there and said, Kid, I want you to go over and sit down on that bench that says Group W. Now, kid! And I, I walked over to, to the bench there, and there's, there's Group W is where they, where they put you if you may not be moral enough to, to join the army after committing your special crime. And there was all kinds of mean, nasty, ugly-looking people on the bench there. Mother rapers. Father stabbers. Father rapers. <laughs> Father Rapers sitting right there on the bench next to me and one day was mean and nasty and ugly and horrible and crime-fighting guys are sitting there on the bench and the meanest, ugliest, nastiest one the meanest father raper of them all was coming over to me and he was mean and ugly and nasty and horrible and all kinds of things and he sat down next to me and said, kid what'd you get? said I didn't get nothing I had to pay fifty dollars and pick up the garbage <laughs> I said what were you arrested for kid and I said littering and they all moved away from me on the bench there to carry a bone all kinds of mean nasty things till I said and creating a nuisance and they all came back shook my hand and we had a great time on the bench talking about crime mother stabbing father raping all kinds of groovy things that we was talking about on the bench and everything was fine we were smoking cigarettes and all kinds of things until the sergeant came over had some paper in his hand held it up and said kids this piece of paper's got 47 words, 37 cents, it's 58 words. We want no details of the crime, time, crime, and that kind of thing. Got slap, time, turn about the crime, one of the arresting officers, name, and that kind of thing. You gotta say in the talk for 45 minutes, and nobody understood a word that he said. But we had fun filling out the forms and playing with the pencils on the bench there. And 
I filled out the massacre with the four-part harmony and wrote it down there just like it was and everything was fine and I put down a pencil and I turned over the piece of paper and, and there there on the other side in the middle of the other side away from everything else on the other side in parentheses capital letters quotated read the following words kid you rehabilitated yourself I went over to the sergeant and said sergeant you've got a lot of damn gall to ask me if I've rehabilitated myself I mean I mean I mean, I just, I'm sitting here on a bench. I mean, I'm sitting here on a group W bench. Cause you wanna know if I'm moral enough to join army, burn women, kids, houses, and villages after being a litter bug. He looked at me and said, kid, we don't like your kind. And we're gonna send your fingerprints off to Washington and friends. Somewhere in Washington, enshrined in some little folders, a study in black and white of my fingerprints. And the only reason I'm singing you the song now is because you may know somebody in a similar situation. Or you may be in a similar situation, and if you're in a situation like that, there's only one thing you can do is walk into the shrink wherever you are. Just walk in, say shrink. You can get anything you want at Alice's restaurant and walk out. You know, if one person, just one person does it, they may think he's really sick and they won't take him. And if two people, two people do it in harmony, they think they're both faggots and they won't take either of them. And if three people do it, three, can you imagine three people walking in, singing a bar, Alice's restaurant, and walking out? They may think it's an organization. And can you, can you imagine 50 people a day? I said 50 people a day walking in, singing a bar, Alice's restaurant, and walking out. And friends, they may think it's a movement. And that's what it is. The Alice's Restaurant Anti-Massacre Movement And all you gotta do to join is to sing it the next time It comes around on the guitar With feeling So we'll wait till it comes around on the guitar here Sing it when it does Here it comes you can get anything you want at Alice's Restaurant. You can get anything you want at Alice's Restaurant. Walk right in, it's around the back, just a half a mile from the railroad track. And you can get anything you want at Alice's Restaurant. That was horrible. <laughs> want to end war and stuff, you gotta sing loud. 
put a lot. I've been singing the song now for 25 minutes. I could sing it for another 25 minutes. I'm not proud <laughs> or tired. So we'll wait till it comes around again. And this time with four part harmony in the feeling. We're just waiting for it to come around, is what we're doing. Accepting Alice, you can get anything you want at Alice's restaurant. Say, so walk right in, it's around the back, just a half a mile from the railroad track. And you can get anything you want at Alice's restaurant. At Alice's Yeah, maybe a day late, but that's kind of the story of my life. Anyways, I'm not too worried about it. Uh, Arlo Guthrie with the uh, Thanksgiving uh, traditional song called Alice's Restaurant Massacre. Massacre, I should say. Uh, Alice's Best Restaurant Massacre. Massacre. And it's from the album Alice's Restaurant, 1967. Uh, very nice uh, social song there from Mr. Arlo Guthrie, who has retired from uh, performing. So hopefully he's having a great Thanksgiving, not having to perform that song in uh, all of its uh, 18 to 25 minute glory, depending on which version he decided to do. This is Cosmosis right now, music from Steve Reich.
one of the masters of minimalism, the composer Steve Reich, an American composer uh, who's still uh, composing. <laughs> He's, uh, his last uh, piece was in 2018 for orchestra. He hadn't uh, composed for orchestra for about 30 years. And uh, yes, he's still out there writing. And uh, one of the best uh, composers I've ever heard uh, and a master of minimalism for sure, Steve Reich and Sextet First Movement written in the early 1980s. This is Cosmosis, music now from Ross on Roland Kirk. <laughs> Thank you. 
play multiple instruments at the same time. He was a flautist, a saxophonist, and uh, an amazing uh, composer and stylist, Rossan Roland Kirk. And uh, I see with my third eye. And in doing research for this particular show, the one thing that I found uh, more amazing than the multi-instrument uh, performing is that uh, Jay Leno opened for him, actually toured with him and opened for him. Uh, a then-unknown comedian named Jay Leno uh, opened for Rossan Roland Kirk. Weird stuff, boy, I tell you, fun, doing research for the show is a lot of fun. Find out some very strange facts. But uh, I see with my third eye, Ross on Roland Kirk here on Cosmosis on Radio Free Nashville. Right now, music from The Beatles. <laughs> Driving in my desire 
I want you, she's so heavy. That's going to wrap it up for this edition of Cosmosis. Thanks for listening. Have a great week, everybody. They're selling postcards of the hanging. They're painting the passports brown. 
The beauty parlor is filled with sailors The circus is in town Here comes the blind commissioner They've got him in a trance One hand is tied to the tightrope walker The other is in his pants And the riot squad, they're restless They need somewhere to go As Lady and I look out tonight From Desolation Road Cinderella, she seems so easy It takes one to know one, she smiles And puts her hands in her back pocket Betty Davis style And in comes Romeo, he's moaning You belong to me, I believe And someone says you're in the wrong place, my friend You'd better leave After the ambulances go Is Cinderella sweeping up on Desolation Road Now the moon is almost hidden The stars are beginning to hide The fortune-telling lady Even taking all her things inside All except for Cain and Abel And the hunchback of Notre Dame Everybody is making love Or else expecting rain And the good Samaritan he's dressing He's getting ready for the show Going to the carnival tonight on Desolation Road Ophelia, she's neath the window For her I feel so afraid On her 22nd birthday She already is an old maid Her death is quite romantic She wears an iron vest Her professions, her religion Her sin is her lifelessness And though her eyes are fixed upon Noah's great rainbow She spends her time Peeking into Desolation Road Einstein disguised as Robin Hood With his memories in a trunk Passed this way an hour ago With his friend, a jealous monk 
Ah, he looked so immaculately frightful As he bombed a cigarette Then he went off sniffing drain pipes And reciting the alphabet You would not think to look at him But he was famous long ago Isolation Doctor Filth, he keeps his world inside of a leather cup, but all his sexless patients they are trying to blow it up. Now his nurse, some local loser. Of the cyanide hole, and she also keeps the cards that read Have mercy on his soul. They all play on the penny whistle, you can hear them blow. If you lean your head out far enough from desolation, rule. Across the street they've nailed the curtains They're getting ready for the feast The phantom of the opera In a perfect image of a priest Here a spoon-feeding Casanova To get him to feel more assured Then they'll kill him with self-confidence After poisoning him with words And the phantom shouting to skinny girls Get out of here if you don't know Casanova is just being punished For going to desolation road Midnight, all the agents and the superhuman crew come out and round up everyone that knows more than they do. Then they bring them to the factory where the heart attack machine is strapped across their shoulders. And then the kerosene is brought down from the castles by insurance men who go check to see that nobody is escaping to desolation rule. Praise be to Nero's Neptune. Sails at dawn Everybody's shouting Which side are you on? And Ezra Pound and T.S. Eliot Fighting in the captain's tower While Calypso singers laugh at them And 
fishermen hold flowers Between the windows of the sea Where lovely mermaids flow And nobody has to think too much About desolation rule Sean Rose. 